Josh Haston here, Israel Uncensored, on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. It is Wednesday, February the 14th, the 15th of Adar, Aleph 5784. Hope you're well, hope you're safe in your part of the world. Coming to you from Gush Etzion, Israel, Judea, just south of Jerusalem, the eternal capital of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. Just in case you haven't noticed, uh, the last few weeks I have been recording my podcast here on Wednesdays. And it looks like that this is going to be a, uh, a permanent gig. Looks like my show's officially moved from Monday to Wednesdays. Thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget, you can get in touch with me during the week. Josh at thelandofisrael.com on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or X as it's now called, and LinkedIn. Let's get to the news here, folks. Um, Israeli security forces arrested a senior Hamas terrorist in Jenin on Tuesday, yesterday. So all those Israel haters who claim there is no Hamas in Judea and Samaria, why would Israel be going into all the villages on a daily basis and making arrests? There's only Hamas in Gaza. Well, while the Palestinian Authority somewhat has control over Judea and Samaria, there certainly are Hamas-affiliated terrorists running around throughout our areas. So any of those haters out there, those Israel haters who claim Israel is just, we're just picking on the Arabs in this area. We're just making their lives miserable. There's no Hamas here. Everything is fine and dandy. Number one, there is Hamas here. Number two, the Palestinian Authority or Fatah or any of these offshoots are not much better. They just want to destroy Israel in stages as opposed to Hamas, which wanted to do it and wants to do it all in one shot. Um, and I'll explain why I started with this story, the arrest of a senior Hamas terrorist, along with 18 others in Judea and Samaria. Um, probably most news this week uh, in Israel began with the fact that the brave men and women of the IDF and all of those involved the Israel Defense Forces, the security agency, and the police and a joint operation rescue two hostages. And I'm going to get to that for sure in just a minute. But I wanted to make a point of starting with this story because of the fact that yesterday there was a terror attempt, a terrorist attempt in my area in Gush Etzion. Just to give you a little bit of background, uh, a little bit of an insight rather on the reality of the situation here even though we're, I don't know, 50 kilometers away from Gaza. I was sitting here at my desk in my home here in Gush Etzion, as I am right now, and all of a sudden I heard shots, which sounded extremely close. Again, this is yesterday morning. Maybe half a dozen to a dozen shots. There were definitely shots fired here. And then several minutes later, there were shots fired uh, coming a little bit to the southwest of here. Didn't know what was going on. It turns out a an Arab terrorist, using his car as a weapon, tried to run over people standing, waiting for the bus at a bus stop near the Gush Etzion Junction. Thank God he was unsuccessful in doing so, but he proceeded north on Route 60 towards my community. Acting very quickly, those soldiers who were at the bus stop there, informed the authorities as to what was going on. They had the make, if I'm not mistaken, the make and the model of the car to describe, and the word was, was spread within, within one minute, I would say. And by the time they reached my community here, there was already a roadblock up. They were waiting for the terrorists to show up. 
So the brave heroes protecting my community, just like those who are protecting many, many communities throughout Israel, uh, they shot towards the car. Those were the first shots that I heard hitting the tires, taking out the tires so that this terrorist could not go any further. Well, somehow he did manage to continue driving. And he was heading for another community in the area. And it was not known at the time uh, that he had, in addition to trying to use his car as a weapon, he also had a huge, huge knife. So this guy was set on carrying out a murderous terrorist attack. And thank God some of those same security personnel once again fired towards the terrorists. Those were the, uh, those were the second sets of uh, gunshots that I heard and were able, were able to hit him, actually from pretty far away, neutralizing the terrorist. And I just wanted to share that story with you because, you know, that is our reality. Whether it's down in Aza or in Judea and Samaria on the northern border, there are so many fronts of this war. And I wanted to share that front with you. Pointing out the reality, but within, I don't know, a few minutes, there was a little bit of traffic in the area. They were getting the, uh, taking the terrorist after he was neutralized. Unfortunately, uh, I think he's still alive, but um, they were dealing with the situation, the security personnel. And then life went on and it barely even made the news. I don't even think it was a top 10 news item, this attempted terrorist attack. And... uh, just wanted to give you an insight on our our reality here and the fact that we are on a daily basis uh, dealing with this PA slash Hamas terrorism. And again, the, the point isn't to try to scare you or persuade you if you're planning on visiting Israel. Uh, you should definitely keep your tickets. It's still safer here than it is in any major metropolitan anywhere in the U.S. or wherever you're listening. I guarantee you that. But that is just part of our reality. Now, getting to the hostage story, in case you have not heard by now, two Israeli hostages rescued in a daring overnight operation in Rafa Rafiach on Monday. They expressed their profound gratitude to the special forces that worked to free them, and a message from the hospital aired on Channel 12. Fernando Marmon, 61, and Louise Har, 70, two Israelis from the community they were kidnapped in uh, near Oz, were rescued in a complex overnight between Sunday and Monday in Rafa, Gaza's southernmost city. They are being treated at the Sheba Medical Center in Ramat Gan, and they are listed in stable condition. So again, hope by now you saw this story. Israeli heroes in a daring operation rescuing the two hostages and killing a bunch of Hamas terrorists in the process. Let's hope all the remaining hostages are rescued as well. This is the way we need to bring them home. Or... Put, poor, put more pressure on Hamas, not, let, uh, not less pressure, as many are suggesting from the Biden administration to those who claim they care about these so-called civilians in Gaza. If they cared, they would want Hamas eliminated as soon as possible, not a phony ceasefire as some want, which would leave Hamas intact. Anybody who's calling for a ceasefire right now, ceasefire now, is essentially saying they want the Arabs in Gaza to continue to live under Hamas, And they could care less if Hamas goes out and carries out another October 7th style massacre. It's saying we want to leave them in power. That is what ceasefire now means. And it's crystal clear to me. Unfortunately, it's not clear to many, many others out there. Some positive news here. The vast majority reported by JNS News, the vast majority of Americans stand with Israel in the war against Hamas. 
and the military response against the Islamist terrorist group has been both perfectly appropriate and necessary. This according to former U.S. Secretary of State and CIA Director Mike Pompeo, who is visiting Israel right now. He was down in the south yesterday. Pompeo went on a solidarity visit to communities along Israel's border with Gaza just days after U.S. President Joe Biden said that the military response to Hamas's October 7th invasion was, quote, over the top. We'll talk a little bit more about Biden and Blinken, Secretary of State Blinken, later on. No nation in the world would allow this to happen, Pompeo said, adding that in the big picture, it was clear that the decision makers are the decision makers are in Tehran, not in Gaza, alluding to the Iranian octopus and their tentacles of terrorism all over the Middle East and all over the world. Knesset member, former ambassador to the UN, Danny Danon, told Pompeo. We are committed to winning this war, not only for our future, but for modern civilization. Thank you for the moral clarity you bring to Israel. So again, according to Mike Pompeo, and I, and I believe this, uh, the American people stand with the state of Israel. Unfortunately, the younger generation in America is somewhat uh, lost. Recent, recent polls show that many of them uh, support Hamas over Israel, which is disturbing. And amongst, I'm talking about the 18 to 24-year-olds, so that's, that's disturbing. But overall... The United States stands with Israel regardless of what any administration official might do or say or criticize uh, our government and our country and our war operation, defensive war of survival. I mean, that's really what it is. But the American people, for the most part, overall, those who understand what's going on here stand with Israel. Uh, Two Israeli civilians were seriously wounded yesterday in a Hezbollah rocket attack on Kiryat Shmona in the north. Uh, very close to the border with Lebanon. A 16-year-old boy and a 47-year-old woman were conscious but were evacuated to a, a Haifa hospital in serious condition. Folks, we are already at war with the North. They might not call it that, but that's what's going on. And where, of course, is the UN and all of this? They are supposed to be in Lebanon preventing this type of terrorist behavior, but they don't. They are absolutely worthless. But we are on the fringe of a full-out war in the North, but, of course, we must finish with business in the South as well. Uh, Janus also reporting here that calls to dismantle UNRWA, the UN Relief and Works Agency, uh, are short-sighted. And terminating the organization's mandate would be a disaster for Gaza. This, of course, according to UNRWA Commissioner General, uh, Felipe Lazzarini, is that how you pronounce his name? Those aren't my words. Let's not be mistaken here. That's what the Commissioner General of UNRWA said, that they should, that the world should not dismantle, uh, not dismantle his corrupt Hamas organization. He said there are absolutely no other UN agencies or international NGOs which have been tasked over the last two decades to provide government-like services like education to hundreds of thousands of children. He claimed in a meeting in Geneva. So here you have the head of UNRWA saying, we can't dismantle UNRWA. We've been providing education for the last uh, two decades. Um, how can he be so proud of UNRWA education? If you are not aware, UNRWA education promotes terrorism. Just pick up their UNRWA textbooks and have a look. Uh, they call for Israel's destruction, incite the violence. He knows his agency is a big fat joke, which now has been defunded by many countries. 
and hopefully, hopefully very, very soon closed for good. And it's crazy how he's using the argument of education when we all know, it's not, it's not a secret, we all know the UNRWA education is just as bad as the PA education or Hamas education, incitement to hatred and violence. We know that UNRWA members took part in the October 7th massacre. We know all about UNRWA. There's a reason that they've been defunded. Okay, and there is a reason that the hashtag UNRWA is Hamas is trending because we all know the truth. We all know that UNRWA is just using people as pawns against the state of Israel on the front lines and uh, they should be dismantled as soon as possible. Speaking of UNRWA, uh, more proof that UNRWA is Hamas, a Hamas data center, has been found underneath the Gaza headquarters of UNRWA. A Hamas center, a data center with servers, electricity, power stations, living quarters for terrorists. Okay, so that is what UNRWA is. UNRWA is Hamas, and they claim we didn't know, we didn't see anything, we didn't realize. I mean, all of the masked terrorists going up and down, walking around day and night, the digging underneath, the tunnels, um, the fact that there was a command center under their headquarters. And they say they didn't know anything, right? No one believes your lies anymore, UNRWA. It's time for you guys to go. Uh, a war update. So Israel right now is getting ready to head south to Rafah or Rafiach in southern Gaza in order to defeat Hamas. Even with all of this international pressure, the prime minister was on several news stations over this past weekend saying that victory is within reach. Uh, we're going to get to the remaining Hamas terrorist battalions, he said, in Rafah, which is the last bastion, but we are going to do it. He told ABC, he told Fox News. He added, those who say that under no circumstances should we enter Rafah are basically saying, lose the war, keep, keep Hamas here. And I just saw, you know, their posts on Twitter from the Israel haters, in addition to, in addition to members of government all over the world, <clears throat> leaders and whatnot, trying to advise Israel not to go into Rafah. But there is no choice. The heads of Hamas we know are down there in the tunnels. They must be taken out. Hamas, the last remaining battalions, must be dismantled. There's no option unless we want... Uh, if we want complete, complete victory, there is no option other than taking over that last stronghold. And some of the disturbing news is that now some of the uh, people in Gaza are moving north. And who knows if there are Hamas terrorists embedded with them. I've said it before, the border to Egypt should be opened. All those people should be uh, going south, not north, south to Egypt. But Egypt has not opened its border because they do not care about the Arabs in Gaza. They want to keep them just like UNRWA. They want to keep them as pawns. Not one Arab or Muslim nation has taken in one single war refugee from this battle. Not one. They want to keep them right there in Gaza where they can serve as pawns against Israel. And again, the people in Gaza aren't innocent civilians. Let's not uh, be mistaken here. They're not Zionists. They don't love Israel. But more and more are at least coming out publicly against Hamas, taking that chance. Because when you come out against Hamas publicly, you're risking your life. They're not friends of ours. okay? And many of them did participate on October 7th. But more and more are starting to realize what Hamas did to them. And uh, all along, this was the plan. Hamas knew Israel would respond in kind after the massacre on October 7th. And they did it knowing 
There would be many, many killed in Gaza. Uh, but they don't care. They don't care. They would rather murder 1,200 uh, Israelis and have thousands of their people die as long as Israel suffers a blow because we value every single human life. And they don't value life. In a society which doesn't value life, society without God, anything is possible. And that's why Hamas did what they did on October the 7th because they live in a godless society where anything is possible. So Biden and Blinken, U.S. President Biden and Secretary of State Blinken, they have been all over Israel over the past week. A memorandum last week, at the end of last week, was put out by President Biden requiring allies who who receive military aid from the U.S. to provide credible and reliable written assurances of their adherence to international law and human rights. So, or human rights law, they're basically talking about Israel. I mean, that's what... That's the reason behind this memorandum. Maybe they added other countries in here as well, but they are doing what they can to try to limit Israel's response, necessary response to October the 7th. And and that's why this memorandum was put out. And Biden, who confused last week Egypt with Mexico, he mentioned President al-Sisi of Mexico instead of Egypt. Um, Pretty scary. He's the leader of the free world. And then you had Secretary of State Blinken, last week, saying that Israel cannot use, and I think this was the worst comment of them all. I mean, apparently Biden called uh, our Prime Minister Netanyahu an a-hole and some other things. But Blinken said that Israel cannot use the October 7th attack as a, quote, license to dehumanize others. License to dehumanize others. In other words, he's basically saying that Israel needs to calm down. Israel shouldn't go full force against Hamas. He essentially was comparing Israel to Hamas, if you look at it. I mean, we are not out there to dehumanize others. We are out there to rid the world, not just for Israel, but for the entire world, of the evil which is Hamas. So when you say Israel uh, cannot use October 7th, it's like those people who say, yeah, it's a terrible thing what happened, but. It's the same thing here. Blinken is saying, but. That's that's what he's saying. Anybody, anybody on social media who says Israel has the right to defend itself, but, which is what Blinken is doing here, is essentially delegitimizing Israel's military necessary military action to rid the world of this evil. That's what he's doing. He's com- he's putting us in the same category as Hamas, as if what they did to us and we're doing back to them, and it's tit for tat and cycle of violence and all this other nonsense. That's not what it is. It's crime and punishment. It's crime and punishment, folks. They carried out a massive crime, and they are going to be punished. This isn't about dehumanizing or any of this other nonsense that the Secretary of State is talking about, or President Biden is talking about. And please God, our Prime Minister Netanyahu will have the strength and fortitude to go all the way and completely wipe out Hamas and bring back our hostages at the same time. There has been, over this past week, there have been more sanctions placed on residents of Judea and Samaria. Last week, I think we talked about sanctions placed by the U.S. government on four Israelis. Uh, in Judea and Samaria, or those who are involved with Judea and Samaria, because one of them didn't even live in this area, or doesn't live in this area. And then, from what I saw uh, two days ago, the UK also sanctioned another group of Israelis, and then France, I think, is getting in on the action sanctioning Israelis. But it's much deeper here. It's not just about those, let's say, four Israelis sanctioned by the U.S., 
Basically, anybody who does not subscribe to the Biden administration policy in Israel, namely anyone who's against the two-state solution, so-called, which would be an existential threat to the state of Israel, and saying this for many, many years, anyone who doesn't subscribe to that policy by Biden, that's what he wants to see happen, essentially could be investigated and sanctioned because you are therefore an obstacle to peace. Never mind that the Biden administration is not doing anything to go after the PA and their pay-to-slay program, which they have an, an incentive. It's an incentive program to murder Israelis. The more you kill, the more money you make. You know, or if you die doing so, the terrorist dies and his family makes the money. That program apparently is kosher because the U.S. government is not going after them, even though it was passed uh, into law by the U.S. Congress in the uh, Taylor Force Act several years ago, that until the PA gets rid of their pay-to-slay, they should not be uh, receiving any funding, but it's ignored. It's ignored by the U.S., and now it looks like they're going to go after more people who they feel, based on what, I don't know, who they feel are a detriment to peace in what they call the West Bank in Judea and Samaria. But, um, you know, it's election season, folks. There's an election going on in the U.S., and you got to... Uh, you got to do what you got to do to appeal to certain voters in certain states who may, who may not show up to the polls in November because they don't like the way President Biden has handled the war. So, you know, you got to seem more even-handed. There are a lot of ways to go about it. And here's one. Put more pressure on Israel. Call Israel names. Say they're dehumanizing people and try to get votes from those who are threatening to stay home in November. Uh, what did you think of the Super Bowl ads? Send me an email. Let me know what you think. You had ads uh, by Robert Kraft, owner of the New England Patriots, and his uh, organization, the Foundation to Combat Anti-Semitism during the Super Bowl, in order to raise awareness about, I think it's one in four Jews experienced anti-Semitism of late, I guess over the past year. And then you had Israel taking out ads. These are $7 million per 30 seconds, if I have that right. Then Israel took out ads bringing the, bringing the hostages home from Gaza. So those were aired during the Super Bowl. One against anti-Semitism, one to free our hostages, to raise awareness. And that is the sad reality, reality whether, you, whether you like the commercials or didn't like them, or you think they're a waste, or you think they are meaningful. I mean, I'd love to hear from you, Josh, at thelandofisrael.com. Let me know. <clears throat> but either way, the overall picture is we are here in 2024, and... Nothing has changed, folks. Every generation, behold Orvador, every generation they try to exterminate the Jewish people, and God ultimately saves us from the, from the evil, from the hands of our enemies. Um, but anybody, uh, I don't know how many people would have predicted that in this day and age you would have to take out ads to combat anti-Semitism during the Super Bowl to try to re reach as many eyeballs as possible. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that. And that's it for today. Wrapping it up for the 14th of February, 2024, the 5th of Adar, 5784. My name is Josh Haston. This is Israel Uncensored on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. Shout out to Tabitha Epstein for everything, for everything she does behind the scenes. Ben Bresky, engineer extraordinaire. Again, touch with me. Give you the information one last time. Josh at thelandofisrael.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Those are ways you can reach me. Let us continue to pray for the, uh, for the well-being of our soldiers. Unfortunately, at least five soldiers died, were killed this week 
by Hamas fighting for our land and our people. Five soldiers um, over the past several days. Let's uh, pray, continue to pray for the well-being of our soldiers, pray that we are able to free more hostages, and pray for a complete and total victory over the evil down in Gaza. Everyone out there in the wonderful world of ours, be safe, have a great week. Shalom, shalom from Gush Etzion, Judea, the hills of Judea, just south of Jerusalem, the eternal capital of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. Shalom, everybody.